0: hi everyone and welcome to another episode of beyond a thought podcast where we're talking about issues you've probably been thinking about my name is Lynette
1: and my name is Z e.
0: thank you so much for joining us today um, today uh, we're gonna talk about some a, a topic that's pretty relevant uh, in our day and age right now um, we're gonna be talking about all the things that are happening down in Nigeria in Africa a little bit and um, we have with us today um, a, f- a friend who is Nigerian. She's living abroad. She's living here in Canada. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NSARS movement that uh, many of you, some of you have heard. Um, but we're going to get into, deeper into it um, in this episode so that whoever doesn't know has an idea of what it is. So we're going to be talking to Wendu today, our friend Wendu, um, who is a Nigerian living um, here in Canada. From the perspective, like looking at NSAR's movement and what's happening in Nigeria from the perspective of a Nigerian living in a diaspora, and a Nigerian living in Canada, um, and just kind of dissecting how that looks for her. Um, You know, she obviously is not the voice for everybody. So, just keeping that in mind, she is a one. She's one person who is talking from her perspective. So, um, that's the discussion we're going to have today. Um, so, mainly about NSAR's movement and what's happening in Nigeria, because I think it's so important to talk about some of the things that are happening around the world, um, because it, it's been a heavy couple of. Weeks um, for a lot of people, a lot of people around the world. I know personally for me, it's just been disheartening. It's been one of those um, that you just really can't put words to. So I, I don't want to ramble on too much. I am going to let um, Wendu, oh my gosh, I'm going to get Wendu <laughs> to introduce herself and let us know who she is um, and just give us a few words about herself. And then we're going to dive into the conversation
2: um go ahead wendu hi everyone uh, my name is wendu isaac i am a content creator and an influencer i typically don't talk too much about like um justice and stuff happening but i remember that sometime this year i had a dream and it was almost like god was just launching me into this mood of like being passionate about justice. And um in uh October eleventh or so the NSARS protest. Twenty twenty? Twenty twenty, yes. Oh okay. I was like uh, let me come let's let's
1: yeah okay good sorry yes. go
2: ahead. October eleventh, twenty twenty um another person was shot by NSARS and it just kind of um fo- caused this widespread Mm -hmm. protest in nigeria so just to give you context wait Mm -hmm. i was just introducing myself but i (laughs) don't know we say so when do
1: tell us a little bit about yourself you're nigerian but you live in canada now how did you come here oh what's that journey been like let's start from the let's start from there (laughs)
2: all right um so like i said i'm wendu i i grew up in nigeria i was born and raised there i only came to canada um in 2016 august um i came Mm -hmm. to like school here so in many ways i still like everything that happens in nigeria affects me yes i have like um experiences here also that affects me 100 mm-hmm. percent, but i have my roots there i have family who um still stays there um i'm like the only person from my immediate family who's here in canada mm-hmm. um yeah so that's kind of my story i guess
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this week especially i know i know this year has been troubling for all of us in terms mm-hmm. of um, injustice towards Black people um, here, in the, here in the West, and recently um, Nigerians have been targeted by the SARS, um, SARS, whatever that is. Um, and I know you've really been very vocal about, about justice, like you mentioned in, in, in the beginning. -hmm. You on your especially on social media, you've been very active um, when it comes to um, speaking about or against injustice. Mm -hmm. So, really, we just want you to kind of give us um, the Sparks Notes version of what SARS is Mm -hmm. and what the movement is now, like in terms of NSARS. Just like a, a little bit about what that is.
2: Okay. Uh-uh. So, SARS is mm-hmm. short for the Special anti robbery Squad, um, in, which is a unit in the Nigerian police force, and it was created in 1992. It was created to combat armed robbery <laughs> um, in Nigeria when it became really widespread, but it grew to be like a group of thieves, a group of rapists, a group of murderers, uh, a group of people who just... Honestly, profile Nigerian youths and harass them and beat them, maim them, kill, extort money from them. And this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Um and so like obviously with uh the with the Nigerian youth, like a lot of us are online, so uh-huh. every time something happens again or there's a video of someone that goes viral of SARS killing them or something like that um they'll go on online and talk about it and be like and sars and sars and for like so many years like 2015 2017 2018 2019 the igp that's the inspector general of police will come and say, or something like you know sars has been disbanded or sars has been dissolved or whatever whatever but it was just like talk because mm-hmm. the next day or the next week you hear something else if it's not someone getting killed it's someone being extorted because they're saying, saying things to you like I'll kill you and nothing's going to happen and truly, truly nothing will happen because like mm-hmm. there's so much impunity uh, there's nobody holding them accountable, there's no justice for all people who are um, illegally killed so um, on October 11th someone else was shot um in front of a hotel in delta states delta states is one of these states in nigeria nigeria has six states and they left him for dead and that video obviously was on social media and um before you know it it was like everybody was angry i think there was still like people were already upset from covid19 right like mm-hmm. the fact that people were dying of hunger and all of that and everything just accumulated and people started protesting. It started mm-hmm. in Lagos more and then all of a sudden the 36, all the six states of Nigeria came out to protest because in one way or the other they had experienced it either directly or indirectly, someone's brother or someone's cousin or whatever. And yeah, that's what led to this really widespread um protest. And they were just basically protesting saying this is not okay. It's not okay for you to profile Nigerians mm-hmm. because what will happen is that if uh, if a person has, especially a guy, if a guy has dreadlocks, he's profiled, they think like he's a criminal. If you have an iPhone or you have a laptop, they think you're a criminal <laughs> like, or you're like, you're doing internet it's fraud. Alive. And like, I'm mm-hmm. not understanding. Like, how is that okay? Like, how do you see someone who has an iPhone and you say that they, they must be criminals? And it's just basically mm-hmm. because most of them, uh they they in their time it wasn't it wasn't even fathomable for someone who was under the age of 30 or even like under the age of 40 for some uh, most times to look well off to drive a good car to have a laptop to have a phone like it was something that wasn't like um reachable for them so like when they see you it's like almost like wait what how do you how are you going to explain the fact that you have an iphone or how are you going to explain the fact that you, uh, you're driving this nice car and you're saying you're not a criminal and then they go about like asking you to unlock your phone and stuff like that so so many so many stories like mm-hmm. that maybe I should not even go into because it's gory and brutal and sad but that's the gist mm-hmm. and Sarah's the profile mm-hmm. Andrea youths youth rape, extort money from them, harass them kill them lie to their parents the parents to be there, bringing bribe to um, release their children from prison, not knowing that these children they're coming to release are already dead. So, um, yeah, it's it's really sad, and that's why like people came out and started protesting.
1: I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that the whole COVID situation because like, so I used to live in Nigeria, so I have known about SARS for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And this year when it was like end sars now my th- the first thing that I was thinking was, oh, but five years ago, nobody was protesting about this. So what's, mm-hmm. what's so different now Right. that all of a sudden we're all, we, I'm going to say we, <laughs> <laughs> Nigerians <laughs> are all uh, riled up about it. And I think you made a really good point that like at some point people get fed up with corruption right in the mm-hmm. government right mm-hmm. because um, and when to correct me if I'm wrong but the NSAR is not just NSARs; it's NSARs and SWATs, and also making government changes right
2: right so, I mean it started as NSARs, mm-hmm. but it was like it was like a trigger to end really all corruption and bad governance in Nigeria. mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm
0: mm-hmm no so I think I think What, um, and I'm we're gonna get to this question in terms of (laughs) how you feel as a Nigerian living, you know, outside of Nigeria and trying as much as possible to put your voice in there. We'll talk about that, but I think for me, what is so uh, makes me feel helpless, even as just a bite, you know, a person who is just uh, who is not Nigerian, is that. We, it's almost as if we, we've seen this before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've seen this before. In the, the beginning of this year, we we went through and we're still going through the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if it, it, it comes in waves and then it mm-hmm. dies off. Mm-hmm. And then it comes in waves and it dies off. It makes you feel almost helpless. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So added on that, a layer of... I see my people in Nigeria, you know, my brothers and sisters are going through this firsthand. But mm-hmm. we in the dias, like you here in Canada, you are trying to amplify the voices of the people there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does that make you feel as a Nigerian um, living in Canada, living elsewhere, but trying, trying your best to make to amplify the voices of the people on the ground, right? So I've seen, and, and, and this is really tricky for me. Um, that's my first question, but this is very tricky for me where I have a bit of a conflict with, or reconciling the, the um, reconciling how, especially influencers mm. like yourself and a lot of people who have a lot of people on their platform. Yeah. Um, I've seen um, two two people who have been called out um Mm -hmm. called that lovey is one of them Mm -hmm. lovey Ajay is one of them and um Mm -hmm. two people who were called out um by by one um by people on their platform saying hey you know like you guys have people on your platform You, you should be posting and posting and posting and posting and amplifying the voices of people on the ground. You're living elsewhere and all of that. Kind of coming at them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to to say more. Yeah. And I find a bit... I find it, It's a little conflicting for me because I'm feeling like, yay! The, and their response is like, yo, I've been posting. I've been doing all of this. I've been amplifying the voices. However, I still have a life. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. I still have things that I have to do. So how do you... Like, what is your take on that? Like, how do you, what do you feel people should be doing, especially now in the in, in the time of internet right. that we have now? How do you, um, what do you, you personally, how do, you, what do you expect from people like that? What do you expect to be done for people by people that are outside yeah. Nigeria, that are not on the ground fighting, you know? Honestly, firsthand. Honestly.
2: I don't want to insult people because uh-huh. <laughs> who, uh, it's sad. Honestly, it's uh-huh. sad that people have to beg our people in the diaspora mm. to talk about it. It's sad that Nigerians are having, and A.J. Makola even learned quickly, people like Ronke Raji, oh my God. It's sad that we have to be begging you to talk about it. And the reason why people are even agitating and asking you to talk about it is because Nigerian traditional media is biased. They're pro-government. They've been lying throughout. Lying. So if we didn't have social media all this while, we would think they were crazy. Because, for example, the Lekito massacre that happened on the 20th of October... Uh, the uh, one man in the military came and said that the live video instagram live video he came and said on tv that it was photoshopped please oh, wow. i don't understand which technology do we have to photoshop a live video so this is like this is the government that we're up against all they're doing on national tv on all the traditional media is lying so if we have to rely on that right Then everybody will die in vain. Everybody will be protesting in vain. Like it would just be, it would just be it would just be like a waste of time, honestly. But then social media is making it like, yo, as someone is dying or shooting someone during the protest, there's someone that's putting it up on Twitter. There's someone that's talking about it. So even if you're in you're in even for Nigeria. Even for people in nigeria social media is so critical it's not even just for people in diaspora in so in in nigeria the fact that you can be living in lagos let's say you're living in lagos lagos is a very big state in nigeria right and the different parts of lagos and you're lucky but someone in sure is uh oh sorry someone in festac for example is um finding that there's still people on the road killing you and you say yo in lagos yeah. it's not even that it's not uh, it's not safe this is what's happening we're hearing that they're coming to leki that information alone is critical for you in lagos in nigeria if you don't have social media mm-hmm. you're not going to know it so mm-hmm. now talk about right. you being in diaspora your voice is so important because we need people to know people outside because we need to hold people accountable nobody has been held accountable we need to bring people to justice we need to bring people to book right we need people uh, places like uh, uh, organizations like the international criminal court to know what's happening UN to know what's happening you know like to get their voices even though they too they're very useless right now because they're not doing anything (laughs) <laughs> but we need to we need people to know we need our brothers in the u.s or in france or wherever you live to know what's happening in your home country mm-hmm. why because mm-hmm. dollars and pounds they're more than naira if you donate to the cost alone if that's all you're doing you're helping the movement because naira for example one dollar right now is like maybe 300 something naira so, even if,
1: 350, wow.
2: Even if you have only $100 to donate, you've already donated 35,000 Naira. That is five thousand Naira is feeding protesters. That is five thousand Naira is um, um, making sure that lawyers, even though a lot of lawyers volunteered during this time, which is remarkable, but do you know how many people that we had to free from the prisons and um, people that needed to be fed and stuff, like, honestly, it's hard. It's hard that we are here um, in the diaspora watching everything that's happening. And to a to a large extent, we have privilege. That's just the honest truth. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you go you go out of your house and you're safe. SARS is not going to come okay. and kill you because you had the audacity to come and talk to them anyhow or to protest. The right. people at home still have they still have to live with that. When you hear, you have the opportunity to amplify their voices. What does that look like? You have Mm -hmm. people that have like 100,000 followers and your Mm 100,000 followers are widely diverse. They're not only Nigerians. They're widely diverse. They need to know what is happening in Nigeria. If not, people are just going to be dying in silence. One, they need to know what's happening. Two, they need to be able to Mm -hmm. donate their money because the money is so critical. The amount of money that was donated in this two weeks or so that we did this protest with like large sums of amounts if people didn't know what's happening is it the people in nigeria that cannot feed themselves that are going to donate the money no Mm. so we needed like that outside um donation but honestly mostly like people need to know what was happening in nigeria or what is still happening in nigeria so that people can be held accountable so that some of the international voices which we thought would be very very critical would would speak up for the people of Nigeria before our president came and said the nonsense that he (laughs) said on internet. But honestly, (laughs) people like (laughs) Lovie and Ronke and some other people, Mm -hmm. they're all culture vultures. Mm -hmm. Because it's all fun and games to be claiming that you're Nigerian when it's it's nice and dandy. Your whole Jesus and Mm Jolov podcast is basically based on the nigerian culture but all of a sudden you need time to research the size projects she called the size project i'm like it was it was <laughs> so insensitive because that's literally that's the only thing you can do if you have a platform the only thing you can do that makes sense is to use your platform to talk about it even if it's for you to speak about right. it so that people that can pray even prayer is key If it's for... If people like TDJX, for example, did not post it... You know, some people would not have posted, eh? And as TDJX posted, at least the Christian community outside Nigeria, they're standing in the gap and praying. Like... It's it's not too much to ask. It's hard that we're here. We can't do much. But we can do... We can do a lot. And also that... One thing that was also important for us, like, being on topic and like using our platforms is that obviously people are going to sleep right people don't it's not everybody that has data too like it's not like here where data is so easy and so yeah. accessible blah 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 it's not everybody mm-hmm. that has data so when people are sleeping is your it's our responsibility to make sure that the, the hashtag and and swats and police brutality in nigeria that those hashtags were trending on twitter because if for whatever reason that hashtag stopped trending it's almost like we're, we're, we're losing a lot because that was like our major battleground granted people were protesting on the streets but without Twitter we would not even know what was happening in other places and this is how they would just be lying so the Nigerians the Nigerians outside Nigeria who did not use their platform? Honestly, me, I'm disappointed. There was a brand I'm not going to mention their name so that uh, let me just free them that I worked with. If you follow me Instagram, so you know this brand. It's a Nigerian brand in Canada. These people had the audacity on the 21st of October. I asked them, "Why have you prov- ha- Why have you guys not posted about Nsars?" They said they're investigating. Investigating what? second week this was the day after people had been massacred by the nigerian military you investigating what like honestly it was disappointing and it was sad and at some point i just thought to myself i said you know what there's no need to be begging people the people who care should post and if you don't care that's fine but we're all watching you yeah
1: right Uh, so I hear everything that you're saying, when and I I, com- I agree. Um, I kind of also see the other perspective when it comes to influencers, because I remember I watched uh, Michael Jordan's um, documentary, The Last Dance on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I remember one of the episodes they were asking him, why didn't he use his platform more as, you know, like pretty much the greatest influencer. Um, sportsman that ever lived at the time Mm -hmm. to advocate for african-american rights and all that kind of stuff and because he was so apolitical like you'd never see michael jordan talking about anything political and people really use that against him to be like why can't you stand up for african american rights like you're black like you should use your platform Mm -hmm. to amplify the voices of african-americans and his answer was just like, <laughs> it was so disappointing, but I kind of understood where he came from. He's like, I'm I'm not a political person. He doesn't feel qualified to speak on behalf of African-Americans and he's a sportsman. And so that's why he didn't do anything or say anything. But in the background, he was donating to all these, you know, causes and all that kind of stuff, but he didn't necessarily leave his voice to amplify the cause. Mm-hmm. So, when I think about I didn't know so me I didn't know that all these influencers weren't saying anything I just saw like TUA Savage was saying stuff and you know and I'm like okay that's great but then I asked myself the other influencers that haven't said anything could it be because they're kind of at a loss for what to say and if anything what will come out of it because for me I, when it comes to like African politics, so I'm Congolese, but I was brought up in Nigeria. Mm. So the two issues that are going on in Africa, Way, I'm like yeah, like yeah, affected by them. But for me, Congo is different because the thing in Congo has been going on for mm. years. So in my head, I'm like, ah, is it only now that people are aware that this has been going on? <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's true, right? And that's why social media is interesting. Because it's like things like this might be going on, but when it catches, like when there's a hashtag all yep. of a sudden a and that's the problem that I have with hashtags it's like it's Absolutely. trendy and then it falls off and then we don't hear about it again and I feel like that's the scary thing with the #SARS movement Is like the hashtag will be happening and then the next thing is gonna come and that's gonna take over that hashtag and it's as if we never heard of the protest so like I feel like that's mm-hmm. the problem that mm-hmm. I have with social media but yeah, one of the one thing that like makes me almost not, not in the sense that oh, I don't want to support or I don't care. It's this feeling of helplessness where it's like, that's it. This that's has it. happened so that's many it. times. um yeah. people have protested so many times. So many and times, and especially when it comes to countries with poverty. Like I'm convinced, like hundred percent. Like if your people are poor to try to look for something better than just feeding yourself for tomorrow is a luxury. Mm-hmm. That's you what right mean. In the sense that, so for example, <clears throat> and I'm saying this because my news is coming from everywhere, so I'm not going to source where I read this, but they were saying that the Nigerian government was paying people like, like $5, $10 for them to be, to, to kind of cause disruption with the protesters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, people were getting upset like why would these people accept one dollar five dollars just to like don't you see we're fighting for all nigerians yes we are fighting for all nigerians however let's not kill ourselves some nigerians can afford to buy an iphone and some Mm -hmm. can't afford to buy bread for Mm -hmm. tomorrow right Mm -hmm. well because of that huge disparity in income it's so easy for the government to catch the extremely poor and tell them if i give you five dollars you're going to go and cause this trouble, right? And they do it. So for me, and I'm not even saying the Nigerian, I'm even going to say the Congolese government. The Congolese government, the army is so terrible in the sense that I think a couple of years ago, they found out that army soldiers were selling their guns to rebels because (laughs) they weren't getting paid by the Congolese government. So instead of protecting the people that they're supposed to protect, they're selling their guns to these rebels or so on and so forth for money yeah. to pay for food at home right yeah. so when i see things like that i'm just like helpless because <laughs> unless you. you attack or unless you deal with the poverty issue people will always bribe and that's why bribery is so rampant in africa because yeah i need to feed my family today mm-hmm. give me a hundred two hundred three hundred Naira, yeah. CFA, yeah. whatever, so I can feed my family because the government's not feeding my mm-hmm. family, right? And once that exists, it's like it's so hard to topple the government. Number mm-hmm. one, <laughs> because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, for the way mm-hmm. I see this, I'm like, they've been saying they're going to end SARS forever. So this year, mm-hmm. what what will change this year? Oh, okay, we've mm-hmm. ended. It. Where is the proof that it's ended? How are you going to get proof that it's it's done? You know what i mean yeah. or that they just won't start up a whole new faction altogether. together you know mm-hmm. and because the mm-hmm. issue is not even just about the sars it's not just about sars it's bigger than that it's a corruption in the police uh, absolutely in the police and in the government and in the government and and at then large. also let's not kid ourselves there's so many players involved in nigeria with mm-hmm. like at oil mm-hmm all the multinational Mm -hmm. corporations that are deeply invested in oil (laughs) they have all these government people in their pockets so anyway so there's
0: so many things that play at the same time right uh,
1: yeah so that's why so when i see something like that me small z you know even lovey she's she's an she's an author she's a speaker but she's not a politician neither is she a human rights activist and please don't get me wrong i'm not defending her i'm just saying that when i look at it from an outside perspective i'm like what can she do she can talk but then then what you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like somebody the other day they're like oh hillary clinton tweeted tweeted oh buhari blah 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 and i'm like so what she her what the whole is she? Clinton yeah. foundation is involved in <laughs> corruption in africa mm-hmm. but it. yeah she's gonna That's people think that Oh, because she tweeted all Buhari say okay yes ma yes ma like you know what i mean like
0: yes hey sorry you <laughs> i'm sorry sorry i
1: didn't mean to kill all these youth let me just unkill them and remove corruption from my government you know what i yeah. mean so, yeah so i don't know like i don't know what what if you have what you have to say to that but like i just see that from my perspective, it just feels so hopeless. But I, but the frustrating thing is that if we all felt that way, nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a question of like, okay, where's, what do you do in that helplessness? Do you quit or do you just keep going? You know what I mean? My response,
2: mm-hmm. my response to you would be, you can't, you can't, as mm-hmm. someone who is in the diaspora, feel more helpless than those who are in Nigeria in the context major. of answers and those people Very who sure. felt mm-hmm. helpless were able to pick themselves up and go and protest that should give you right like all the vim that you need that's one mm-hmm. yeah. and i said this when i started talking about answers the first time i said the fact that nigerians our generation left twitter and went to the streets is major because we've never had that mm-hmm. before We've always been all talk, no do, and then it continued mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we even went to protest is like, yo, you guys have said you've you've dissolved this, you've you've given us like just all this while, and you haven't done anything. So we're mm-hmm. going to protest until we see like an action that you have taken to prove to us that you've actually heard what we're saying. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing, the person is saying that they don't know what to say, they are at a loss, it's a liar because in the context of nsars so many content creators created graphics with the words with the summary of everything that's happening all you needed to do was to copy and paste nobody do you know how many things i posted on my page that's not me that wrote it and you don't have to you don't have to come Mm -hmm. and start concocting what you're going to say it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying you must be so intellectual or you must be so. Invest- me, uh, me before 2020, and even right now, I can't say I'm political. If you see me in school, in university, anything about oh let's run for class president, you can't find me there. I don't. Me and politics were not mm-hmm. friends. But you being apolitical <laughs> cannot be equal to you not standing up for justice. It, it just mm, there's, yeah. it's, there's that's not an explanation because at the end of the day yes so many players are involved yes so many things still need to be dealt with but the major thing that we're talking about now yeah. is that people are g- getting shots getting killed right. getting buried maimed raped extorted and this doesn't have to do with you being political or not just talk about it mm, because right. at the end of the day you're creating awareness you mentioned that Congo the thing that's happening in Congo has been happening for years and you know this because you're Congolese. if this thing did mm-hmm. not come up and started trending on social media and yes I get the whole it's trending for like a minute and before you know it it stops trending but at the end of the day millions of people now know what's happening in Congo it might not it mm-hmm. might not yeah. rip an immediate fruits but awareness is major you cannot downplay the importance of awareness in any movement whatsoever. So, like awareness is major once people start knowing what is happening then there's hope there's, there are now more people that can do something about it in whatever way and then if you talk right. about like the poverty part the poverty part is like is major and that's why you can be getting people who are like as you mentioned being bribed with one dollar five dollars to come and disrupt things 100% and that's that needs to be our focus right now like educating those people because most of them are not on social media most of them don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. this social media is more for people who are educated who have data who have Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, who are able to understand what people are even typing and writing and can share it but Mm -hmm. the ones that the government are um, targeting they don't have social media they Mm -hmm. don't have time for that they're just looking for their daily bread and that needs that needs Mm -hmm. to be our next focus like they're educating them in the way that they understand offline is so key and not just educating them mm-hmm. but also creating like systems and strategies to make sure that they are fed at least not depending mm-hmm. on the government but see the thing mm-hmm. now is that if this thing didn't happen yes it's looking like because the president now came and said nonsense and i know we're going to get this. But if this thing didn't happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> people now are thinking about strategies like yo, this is what is happening. This is what the government keeps doing. They this is our weakest link. The Nigerian youth who don't have money, who are not educated, who are looking for their daily bread and they're going to take any money to come and disrupt things once they get that one five hundred naira or one five dollars. This the, the government has identified our weakest link and we need to focus on them. If this NSAS protest mm-hmm. did not happen, that that's like eye opening for at least even for nigerians in nigeria would not have happened because right now what is happening with a lot of people that are talking strategy and a lot of people that are thinking of what's the next thing to do now they're focusing on those people so come 2023 mm-hmm. the government is not going to come and try the things that they've been doing since with the um people that they turned into thugs because hopefully, mm-hmm. if we continue the way that we're thinking right now, they'll have, at least have much more education than they have right now. And they'll at least have food every day. Even if it's one meal that Nigerians in diaspora are able to provide people in Nigeria who are really, really poor, if it's that one meal that they can provide, we've made, like, we've made progress. So, in yeah. terms of, like, Nigerians in diaspora, yes, a lot of people can come up with different, different, different excuses, right? I love the mm-hmm. Ajay, for example, was celebrating. Nigerian independence nobody how many people in Nigeria did you see celebrating Nigerian independence everybody was tired everybody's hungry everybody's sad everybody was angry like nobody was uh, was celebrating it people are like which independence are we celebrating is that the fact that you're mm-hmm. very I think what the anger and the annoyance and that's why none of the excuses can hold up is that you're very vocal about your being Nigerian you're very vocal about how that has influenced you. when it benefits benefits you you, and your whole brand Mm -hmm. at least in some of the projects that you put out is uh, on that your identity as a nigerian you can't now Mm -hmm. now throw it aside you can't you can't come and Mm -hmm. say right now oh is is this or is that it's it's not possible it's not and you can't say social media Mm. is not necessary because we all know that social media adds a lot. If you look at past revolutions mm-hmm. that have happened, I think there was one that was in I think was it was in Turkey or one of these countries. If not for social media, only God knows what would have happened in that country. Nobody will know. So you can't downplay mm-hmm. the role of social media, even if it's that one post that you post. Mm-hmm. Nobody is saying that you have to flood your page with answers. Nobody's saying that. Even though a lot of people were angry that people were still coming to post uh, bikini shorts or you're coming to talk about makeup when people are dying granted
1: do we care about your makeup
2: we can we can agree and say okay this one post that you've posted is okay if the next thing that you're doing is donating 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 then you've done well that, that just that mm. because I everybody has their audience my audience is not your audience z's audience is not um mm-hmm. lynette's audience you all have somebody different even if it's only one person that's following lynette that's not following z that one person would not have heard about answers if lynette had not spoken about it so you
1: right. can't you
2: you just have to you just have to say something even if it's only awareness that you're doing no matter how helpless you feel or how helpless you think that what you're uh, what you're mm-hmm. doing is might not amount to anything you've spread awareness and you can't now mm-hmm. today say after you've done for other causes that social media is performative activism it's a lie we all know it's a lie yeah. because social media is so key in creating awareness and imagine if social media wasn't there yeah. or if people didn't know what was happening this is how people would die in nigeria like no like 20th of october 2020 what happened If we, if nobody Mm -hmm. had been following these things on social media, Nigerian leaders would kill us with their lives. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it seems like there's nothing more that you can do but post. And you're wondering to yourself, okay, what is this posting that I'm posting doing? Even if it's only that awareness that you've created, you've done a lot. You've done a lot. Because you don't know which of your followers went to donate. You don't know which of your followers right. signed a petition. You don't know, but you've done something and you've mm. created awareness. Mm. And that's that's a lot. So there's no that there, you being mm. a political not or not being well informed. Me I don't I see me like this I I'm, I'm so least informed about so many things happening in even in the Nigerian politics if you start to ask me some questions I'll be looking here like a very daft person but at the end of the day uh-huh. being a political or being very political does not equate to being silent about injustice it's not the same it's just not mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no I I, I totally <laughs> there's
0: a lot you've said mm-hmm. there and I agree with a lot of the things that you have said um like i think I, I i i hear z as well with the hopelessness and the all of that but i think that's a lot of the the, the things that are going through some people's minds um but i totally agree with a lot of the things that you mm-hmm. said there when do um so coming Coming to your president? <laughs> is he
1: really alive? Like, after this, I'm like, so he's alive now. Like I don't even understand. Like
2: honestly, <laughs> <You don't know? laughs> it, 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 it doesn't matter if it's Buhari or Jubril. One of them is talking to us. We don't even care at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what did he say?
0: Yeah, what did he say? Like what? And 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 to tag on to that, like after he. He basically threatened you guys to, or like the Nigerians on the ground, to like, hey, right, if you guys basically, if you guys go out, there's nothing. Like, we will not stand for it. We will basically, you know, mm-hmm. take you guys out. How do you guys? How does? How do? How, what's the way forward? Right in terms of like, does it, it seem as if the past two years, uh, past two weeks, past three weeks? have been like a it hasn't been a waste but like people have died Mm -hmm. you know and for your leader to come out and antagonize you guys or make you demonize demonize you guys out of what has Mm -hmm. happened what's the way forward what do what do people do now you know i think that's where the hopelessness comes Mm -hmm. in because it's like people are people are going to die and like that's what they say they waste your life nobody will will say anything about Mm -hmm. it, right? And these are the people at the top
1: um,
0: that are doing this. So what's the way forward? So,
2: first of all, um, Buhari just showed his true color. Whether it's Buhari or Uh, the He just showed his true color and made us know he's not a president, he's a general. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing. The second thing is that he was more concerned about international voices than about our cries, and basically was telling like this is to answer your question what he said. it was basically mm-hmm. telling the international people to keep quiet and mind their, mind business, their business and they yeah. should know the facts before they talk. Because all the all the, huh. the major claims have been that social media is carrying fake news. And to a large mm-hmm. extent, okay, let me not say to a large extent. To an extent, there's some people that have come up with like Oh, DJ Switch cousin is dead. Oh, DJ Switch life is... Th- like, they've come up with so many fake news that you have to now sometimes go and correct and say, okay, this is... People are just coming up with different things to amp this movement or whatever unnecessarily. But the government is trying to... Um, what's the word? remove the integrity of everything that's posted in social media by saying you know uh, check the facts before you talk about anything this is what he was telling international people mind your business he didn't mention anything about the lekki massacre so if you i mentioned this Lucky massacre but i haven't really said anything on the 20th of october 2020 the nigerian military released fire like they just started shooting at peaceful protesters who were holding their flags and singing the national anthem while sitting down this is like a sit down protest sitting down and mind you it was premeditated because in the afternoon they had created a curfew mm-hmm. that was supposed to be implemented four hours from when it was announced before they increased it to 9 pm they said it would. they announced by eleven fifty something that the curfew will be by four and then they increased it to 9 pm because people were like yo lagos has traffic on a normal day how are you going to tell people to go home before 4 pm after Mm. you just told them Mm -hmm. that so they increased it there was already talk that the military were being deployed and they were saying that the nigerian military is not allowed to kill citizens with flags so people donated to get everyone who was protesting a flag right now everybody's holding Mm -hmm. their flag sitting down right some of these people were people who were not able to make it home by the time of the curfew some of these people were people who decided Uh that whether they, let's see what they're going to do we're going to still be here, curfew or not Uh and they were there Uh protesting, peacefully sitting down nothing, nothing was like they were not doing anything harmful unarmed protesters and they Uh came, they removed the CCTV recordings in the afternoon to tell you that everything was Uh premeditated and then at night they took off all the lights the lights in Lekito gate that is always on and then the military came and started shooting people and a lot of people died and um, DJ Switch covered this live on her Instagram, this is the one they were saying was Photoshop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so nobody yeah. to date has taken accountability for that, the president or our general is the chief of staff of the military and he's the only person typically that can release those orders governor said he doesn't know he's not in charge of anything he even said there were no fatalities and was lying the um, a general in the army came and said it was mm-hmm. photoshopped that no, none of his people were there sitting and then the president came and did not mention anything only mentioned that certain yeah. people's houses, who are obviously influential people, have been looted. He didn't mention anything about the Lekki massacre. He didn't mention anything about the fact that the military were shooting unarmed protesters with the kind of guns that should not even be used in that kind of setting. Like, we, uh, anyways, <laughs> he he commiserated with the security operatives that lost their lives he didn't acknowledge that anyone died throughout these protest. He showed no empathy whatsoever and basically said we should stop protesting we should go back to business as usual, we should keep getting um, killed by police and if we ever come out and protest the military shooters that the fact that he came and spoke on, maybe it was October 12th or so that he released a statement on Twitter and the fact that he said that we thought mm-hmm. that his government was weak like it Mm -hmm. it showed like a sign of weakness the fact that they answered so quickly but that we should not take his government as a weak government like he basically threatened Mm. us right Mm -hmm. so Mm. the way forward first of all before the way forward everybody everybody in nigeria in nigeria nigeria not nigerians in diaspora yes i'm heartbroken yes i'm Mm. sad yes i'm like oh my gosh what is the meaning of this but Nigerians in Nigeria are distraught like the level of despair is on another level the level of despair, mm. the level of hopelessness, the level of heartbreak people are asking so did these this people die in vain because mind you a lot of people who came out not just on the 20th but throughout this protest had it in mind that yo this can be my last day like some people mm. kind of have mm. looked based on how the government has been you know sending talks or even sending military because this is not the first time that they're shooting but it's just that this one was really really clear that they planned it planned it police people have also been shooting throughout these protests. so some people already knew that this protest me going out for protest is risky and if i'm going out it's because i know that i'm ready and it's like, so did these people die in vain? Did they die in vain? Are this, are we safe? SARS is going to be on the streets now, and they're going to be worse than ever. This is, this is. I'm telling you what people are thinking right now in Nigeria. Like the fact that we've come out and basically Buhari is giving his people SARS and the military because we know that the policing is benefiting the government. Obviously, they're using the police, the military to keep the citizens' obedience not it doesn't care about your mm-hmm. likes because again he's a general not a president. So it's like so what oh. what was the point of all, all, all of this? Like people are so sad and so hurt. People's businesses have been looted. Like if you see Lagos, I'm like yeah? how is Lagos like this? Like there's so much destruction. Mm-hmm. And these people that are destroying are the monsters mm-hmm. that the government made because they want the they're the ones that they paid to go and harass the protesters and try and infiltrate the peaceful protests. But I I don't believe, I cannot believe, and I do not want to believe that those people died in vain or that two weeks were a waste of time because honestly, we made so much progress, one, two, we showed ourselves that we're able to come together and be united for one cause. This is the first time Mm. in any movement that the government wasn't successful enough to use tribalism or religion to divide us to a very very mm-hmm. large extent mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. so united on this one cause that's mm-hmm. number two number three is like now people are looking at restrategizing strategizing and saying okay protesting right now is not wise please stay home please stay safe because it's obvious that these people don't rate us they don't care they will kill you at any point in time regardless SARS as of today has already harassed three people on the streets, the same stars that they said that they dissolved on October 11th and it's like what do we do? Now we've discovered our weakest link, now people are already saying these are the things that we need to do. We need to start educating the poor people and the poor people in Nigeria that among the Nigerian youths, we need to start telling them like, yo, this 500 Naira that you get today and is over, how is that helpful to you? Because at the end of the day, this this is where they're coming to pay 500 Naira. For example, do they invite you when their, their children are getting married? Or like, do they rate you? Are you okay that you don't have education or that your children can't go to school? Should the rich people be the only ones who go to school like giving them uh, making mm-hmm. them making aware them awareness. Of everything is yep. happening mind you if we didn't have this protest mm-hmm. we would not have been able to identify clearly the things that we needed to do that's what i'm saying it's not a waste it's not a waste everything that we've gone through right now mm-hmm. is not a waste mm-hmm. we also now people are already now mm-hmm. um educating the police because a lot of people in the police didn't know that this fight wasn't against them necessarily it was just mm-hmm. it, it was for them because we're also fighting for police reform the police mm-hmm. in nigeria they're treated so poorly even their mm-hmm. training like if you see the place where they train before they um, become full fledged it's sad it's it's despicable it's mm. atrocious like these buildings have been there since colonial era there's no toilets. the toilet is nasty they don't have proper beds they don't have Um, electricity and they stay there for 13 months if you treat people like animals obviously they're going to come out and treat people like animals that's the thing and it's very intentional the Nigerian government is doing this intentionally because they need people who are going to control the people but we're like Mm. trying now to educate the police like Mm. yo We're not doing this to fight you. We're not doing this to say your jobs are not necessary. We're just saying these evil units within your people first of all need to go and you guys need to be rehabilitated Mm -hmm. and retrained to know how to properly protect Mm -hmm. the citizens that you are called to protect. We want you to understand that we're fighting to get you more money because the police barracks is nothing to write home Mm -hmm. about. The salary nothing to write home about. (laughs) They're treated horribly so one of the things that we're asking the government which they did nothing was to reform the police so now we're coming to like you know what let's how do we educate these people in ways that they understand i saw that today they're already putting up banners um in lagos states to say you're like this this one that you're doing if another police person kills your son how are you going to feel do you like how your life is but they, obviously right. they're using pigeon to say it's like if anything happens to you today do you have hazard allowance like stuff like that so they can understand that you're like we're not fighting you we're fighting for you we just don't want SARS you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now we're just having to re-strategize get people involved in grassroots politics grassroots engagement not just when mm-hmm. someone wants to come and and um, f- um, get elected into uh, a, a position they're going for senate house no like how about the local states local government level like what is happening right. there how can you get informed how can we start educating people about their rights to vote. Why is it important for you to vote? Because twenty twenty three is the next election. How many? How can we educate you? I mean, honestly, it's too honestly, far. It's too it's far, too far. Yeah. But at the same time, we have so much education to do. and me, I'm praying, mm. oh. At the end of yeah. the day, I pray God unseats every evil person in Nigeria. I don't want to believe. <laughs> I don't in believe Jesus in twenty twenty three. I don't. I can't believe it because God needs to. I don't know how he's gonna do it but he needs to do it
0: <laughs> but but, he will do it <laughs>
2: honestly but the education is also so key because if you check it out even mm. during elections it's the same people they go and um bribe to go and scatter places mm-hmm. where people are supposed to vote peacefully mm-hmm. or to you know like they've been using yeah. these talks this is their normal tactics. they don't have any other tactics it's, it's the same thing mm-hmm. so we need to like uh-huh. Also educate people like yo poverty doesn't have any uh, um, respect for whether you're Christian or Muslim or whether you're Yoruba or igbo So like this whole idea of tribalism mm. and religious divides needs to end. You understand like it's outdated. we need to mm-hmm. educate people on that. Like this we we have so much work uh-huh. to do, and it boils down to education. Right. Awareness and it's a way to get these people fed one way or the other, and that's where Nigerians in diaspora come to play. Like that's mm-hmm. their responsibility. Uh-huh. Because regardless, we uh-huh. whether you like, no matter uh-huh. how you are suffering in in Canada, your case cannot be as bad like as the person who is suffering mm-hmm. in Nigeria. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the people in Nigeria. Even that's if you're true. making ten dollars an true. hour and you work one day, if you give somebody your one day salary. Yo, you've made their they've made their month. Mm -hmm. So like, we need to now start creating like Mm -hmm. platforms where money can be going from the diaspora to people in Nigeria Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're fed. So that as for educating, Mm -hmm. you we're not saying we're ignoring your hunger. It's not. It's like how the Bible was saying something like Mm -hmm. somebody comes and asks you for bread, and you tell the person is where. What is what is that? Is that going to feed them? It's not to see them. So we're educating you, but we're mm-hmm. like feeding you, so that the next time the the government comes and offers you that five dollars or more, you you can boldly mm-hmm. deny it. We we can't mm-hmm. we can't really say, mm-hmm. or we can't hope that. I mean, we can hope, but we can't say everybody's going to understand. But at least a large number of people mm-hmm. are going to be educated. So now it's just about re-strategizing. Mm-hmm. How can we learn? People are coming up with ideas for files, for example, to come up and be teaching Nigerians the Nigerian mm. law. Because we, even the intelligent people, the ones that went to school, the educated people, we don't know. <laughs> they even don't know myself, I put myself on this table. I don't know Nigerian mm. law. I don't know anything. So we all need to be educated, but we mm. need to do it in ways that are going to reach different groups. If it's the people that are online that have right. data, or mm-hmm. they in diaspora that can be learning, yes, they should learn. If it's the people that are offline who don't have access to these things, how can we start talking to them face-to-face so they can understand? So it's just all about mm. It's not mm-hmm. a waste. We've come a long way. This is just the trigger. Yeah, It's the trigger, and let's not forget mm-hmm. that. No matter how hopeless it is, God is on the throne, and Nigeria is his own country, and Buhari yes, and sure. his cohorts, they're not God. At the end of the day so we're fighting uh-huh. from the standpoint of victory uh-huh. it might not look like that but we're standing from the standpoint we're fighting from the standpoint of victory
1: uh-huh. Whoa. wow
2: that's so good
1: that was that was yeah. that was an education yeah I've, yeah I've learned a lot i've also been you encouraged and I've, I've, I, I, a lot. I've been um yeah i think i'm motivated i've i've been motivated to do my part um Right, Um, because at the end of the day, yeah, it's Nigeria, but we're all at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, because we're all African. (laughs) So, whatever it is that affects Nigeria, best believe and best be sure that it's also going to affect your your country if you're African in one way or another. Um, And not one person can say that they don't know a Nigerian person, so yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, if we can Mm -hmm. all.
0: Mm, some, somebody was somebody was saying if Nigeria was to get their act together Africa would be, do- yes, be doing yeah, so well yeah. like you know because like you know uh, uh, Trevor Noah would say if you want to compare um, Nigeria it's like the Texas <laughs> of the US that's so
2: <laughs> you know, true they,
0: they, everything is so big and they must let you know mm-hmm. that me I'm from yeah. Nigeria like you know Nigeria is the best place in the world like you know what I mean like I get I I I, I am thankful for um, the education and mm-hmm. the encouragement, really, like Z said, um, to do more and to just have understanding and to have education as well. I think my hope um, really is that we don't, we, this generation and generations after the, us are not, do not, um, mm-hmm. that there's not sex of corruption mm-hmm. in, in, within us, you know what I mean? Like, um, because individually um, one is a group people have an understanding that oh we're doing things in a group But individually in our individual home it could be oh all for me Mm -hmm. and none for Mm -hmm. my neighbor like you know what I mean so so I think my hope is that everybody has that collective Mm -hmm. um, mindset that if I'm prospering I also want Mm -hmm. my neighbor to prosper Mm -hmm. as well as opposed to ah the, my family has been rich my whole life uh, you have been mm-hmm. poor your whole life how can I help you um, you know how will you now be mm-hmm. on the same level mm-hmm. as me you know what I mean mm-hmm. that pride yeah. should be eliminated um, for especially within our African um, countries within our African homes and families and all of that just so that mm-hmm. everything is spread evenly Um, uh, amongst us as opposed to this generation of our fathers that is like oh me my my Mm -hmm. my family has been rich my whole life and it must be like that and your Mm -hmm. family must be poor your whole life kind of thing you know what I mean so that we have a mentality of equality mentality of I'm helping my brother helping my sister Um, and that's my prayer for our generation during generations mm -hmm. after us so Thank you so much, Wendu, um, for Honestly. joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so, guys so for this having was very me. Thank you
2: for yeah. using your platform. Hello. <laughs> Flair. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate
1: it. Where can the people follow you, yeah. Wendu? Oh, you can. On the media. Follow yes. me on
2: Instagram, Wendu Isaac, and on YouTube, Wendu Isaac. Same, same. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. We hope that you've been educated as much as we have, and we hope that you go beyond the thought of "Hmm, what's SARS to actually action of any form, whether it's to talking about it in public or whether it's talking about it on your social media platform, and even going the extra step of donating, yeah. donating, donating, donating. We've heard yeah. that that is so key yeah. today. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When do, when do on her on her social media is sharing mm-hmm. a lot. So you check her out you can find the places to donate and to to um, add your voice
1: as well awesome all right folks till next time Bye. bye